Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Behind home plate, we bringing it to a more day. Gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. Sorry we had to start a few minutes late. I had uh, went to Outback and had one of the worst uh, waitress experiences I've ever had. Oh, but did you have a Bloomin' Onion? I did. And have you noticed that the Bloomin' Onion has gotten smaller over the years? I... It I'm has. not a regular. Yeah, okay, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word. Has, has steak gotten smaller too? I don't know. I always, I take Emma. Emma and I go to Outback for dinner sometimes. She likes <laughs> Outback a lot, and we yeah. just get the blooming onion and fries as our meal. Yeah. So that's what we did tonight. Did some shopping, went to Outback, and here's my problem with the Outback is okay. when you give the waitress for the waitress was slow the whole night. But when you give the waitress your credit card to pay, you expect them to go swipe the card and bring it right back to you because they've got your credit card. Yeah. She took the credit card. She then went and waited at other tables and took their orders while holding on to my credit card, then went and swiped my credit card, then waited on other tables. Then a table stopped her and said, Hey, I'd like to check in a box. And she said, oh, well, here, take this box. I'll get another one, which was my box that she was bringing to me. At oh, which you watched you give away your box. At which point she then went back to get their check for them and get another box, take their check to them, and then eventually made it back to me 12 minutes in the time from swiping credit card to get me my credit card back. Mm. I went to a local Mexican restaurant today, 
and they had a little thing. Why, why is it has, about race for you? She has the thing, a credit card machine on her little thing. So she did it right at the table. Yeah, that's like that's the nice the modern restaurants. That's how the mom and yeah. pops go. That's a much nicer way to do it. Um, so I was <laughs> late to the podcast because I was sitting there waiting for my credit card back. In fact, I asked Emma at one point, hey, do you want to just leave now? And I'll just tell the bank that my credit card got stolen. And I'll just have them mail me a new credit card. Yeah, 12 minutes is a long way. Time to wait. Well, especially when your like, card. it's your credit card. Is she it's back not waiting there? for food. You've done everything. You've eaten your food. You're ready to go home. And, and what's she doing? Waiting. Is she back there like ordering Amazon? What's she doing with the, my credit card for 12 minutes? There's probably 20 copies of your credit card somewhere. No. Exactly. Exactly. I think you can make a lot more in 12 minutes than 20. Uh, but yeah. But we, Josh, thanks for starting the show like that on on, uh, on that note. We got a ton to get to. I mean, you want to talk about the fact that the Orioles went four and four on the, a tough road trip? Yeah, we can talk about that. We can talk about the, the Boston series. We can talk about, you know, Adley Rutschman. Um, but first, um, Josh, let me get your takes on the Johnny Depp, Amber. <laughs> Emily, Emily, the I came Amber home. Today, I, today, I came home today and Emily said, can you believe that Johnny Depp got fifteen million? And I was like, Emily, 50, he got fifteen million from whom? He, what? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And and he should have gotten a whole lot more. And then and then she, she just rolled her eyes bed. at me like I'm an idiot. She pooped in his bed. That should be worth a whole lot more than 50, 15 million. No way, no way. You poop in someone's bed, a hundred bucks tops. <laughs> this from experience, that's what you've had to pay people. Cleaning fees, hundred bucks. No, that's a cleaning fee in an Uber is like two hundred bucks. Yeah, I don't know. Everything. Uh, don't even get me started with money trying to move. Everything's crazy. Money's crazy. So where, everything costs more. Everything costs too much. I know. I know. You're you're in the midst of moving. I know you had people coming to look to rent your house out today, and all that. Yeah, so success, I, that was successful. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Yep. Like that you have a rent like a renter that fast. Well, we well it's not official, but we have multiple applicants and multiple people who who want to pursue. Awesome. Um. So yeah, it's good. That's cool. Are you doing up at all yourself, or do you are you going through a, like a company? Yeah, we got a company. That I way, told him good. because we'll be in a different state. Because I was like, I was like, I told the guy, I was like, man, name is Marco, great guy, Marco at Naples Properties. Okay, I was like, Marco, I don't want to do anything. Yeah, that's, wanna, that's what you I want. I want you to handle everything. All right, I don't want you. I don't want you to even call me when something goes wrong. <laughs> Just do it. Fix yeah, it. I don't even know if we've talked on here yet that you're moving, but yeah. you do not want to go be in another state and at two in the morning getting calls because like. Oh, uh, uh, dishwasher's not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a leak somewhere. Yeah, I said yeah. So yeah, we have another company who's handling it, and it's just yeah. So I think it's gonna work out real nicely. Right. So yeah, I'm moving to to Macon, Georgia. One of these days, we're gonna do a podcast about being an O's fan in a different state because that is the one thing that really depressed me about moving. It's not about right. leaving my job or my friends or family. It's just about leaving the Orioles. Is yeah. the thing that really depresses me about mo- mo- moving. And and, and I my think- son, we're, we're taking as many games as possible. Because, you know, I worry about raising my son in enemy territory right. and that whole thing. I think so. we're going to uh, – I was looking at the calendar today. The end of June, I'm in Baltimore for a little bit or in Maryland for just a little bit. Yeah. Like just a couple of days. And I was thinking we should do a little show then in person because it will be real close to you leaving. Yeah. It'll Our be – we're going to do, do the stadium tour of Camden so we can talk about that and then also talk about leaving this area. Yeah. Um. That sounds good. And, yeah, and then, thing, since you're moving to Macon, I guess we're going to become a Savannah Bananas podcast. 
which I've been pushing for for years, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen Savannah Bananas, you know, videos on Twitter. This would be my. I'll try to get the, the game out there. That should be fun. Yeah, we'll we'll, um, we'll meet up the Ashram time, but we'll, no. But three thirty six isn't going anywhere. No. This podcast is what's going to link us to the Orioles. Hey, are we are we live on Facebook and stuff with the? Yeah, kind of. I don't know if anyone's right. on there, but we are on right. Facebook. Okay, I don't. One of the things that Emily has tasked me with, Josh, and I don't. We don't need to get this on the show, but I got a whole bin of like clothes and stuff that Emily wants me to kind of go through and get rid of, but they're all like nostalgia. Like this is my my um, little league all star jersey. Like, Why can I throw a... my little league all star jersey away? How old are and you? Josh, you're you're what thirty eight years old? How old Josh, are you? you How you, old are you? What? All right, the Deion Sanders Cowboys jersey. I'm cool with. My that's first good. ever football jersey. Okay, that's great. Deion How old Sanders are you? How... Cowboys before the Ravens even existed. How old are you? Uh, 38. You're 38 and you still have your Little League jersey. Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. What, what, what about a high school letter jacket? Do you keep the letter jacket, the high school um, letter jacket? Or is that something you get rid of? That's a little less weird. That's a little less weird, but... uh. I don't know. What are you going to do with that Little League Broadneck jersey? Pass it down to Silas? Josh, I have not. I just I have another Broadneck Little League jersey and another Broadneck Little League jersey. No, no. The, maroon one, the maroon one is your church softball jersey. Hey, go back to that maroon one. Oh, the maroon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's softball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is my softball jersey. Yeah. I forgot that thing. Yeah, I tossed mine. You did? Yeah, I don't need a memory of that softball team. All right. I also tossed my... Uh, Bay, De- what did we say to play on? Bay Green or something? I tossed that one as well. So, is this podcast? Right, well, I got my penny from high school, my basketball penny, reversible penny from high school. I got to go through. Emily wants me to get rid How of it. How do you all. have all this stuff? Your house, before the house you're in now, you had an even smaller house. I know. It's just, Josh, it's just a big bin, just one bin. And it's just been in that bin. Josh, ben, I also you know got about I would tell 25 Emily Meg Ryan movie posters. That Emily's itching for me to get rid of, and I'm not afraid. I'm tell I'm Emily, afraid it's all one bin. It's one bin. It was yeah, one bin that one moved bin. from Queenstown. It was one bin here. It's one bin going down south. Yeah, just just one bin. It's just one bin. Yeah, I also got all these like Oreo bobbleheads. I, like, I don't want to get rid of them, well, but some, like a Sammy Sosa bobblehead, a Miguel Tejada bobblehead. Do I need these bobbleheads in my life? I don't. Know. I have I have both of them. The yeah, bobble- maybe I'll see if you want any of the ones yeah, I have. Send me any bobbleheads. Because uh, I can definitely use bobbleheads, I'm gonna in fact put a new shelf up down here just for for, for expand my bobbleheads a little bit. Um, so I'm definitely d- down for that. But I found my that- old uh, signed Ravens helmet signed by Jermaine Lewis that I got kind of right when they won the Super Bowl. That's their cool. First Super Bowl. That's worth keeping. Don't get rid of yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my life now. Going through yeah. stuff. So this podcast is now going to be all about you moving. Is that what you're telling us? This is just weekly updates on my moving. Okay. What have I given away? What have I kept? Right. No, um, Judge, but, but let's get into it. I, I, I which, mean, it was kind of an up and down part? week. Huh? Where do you want? To, where do you want to start with this? It was a weird week for Orioles baseball. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know this. Like, let's. I know you lose ten nothing, win ten nothing, lose ten nothing. Um, tonight, at least, not going to be a ten nothing game. Um, but, but, but let's start with the Boston series on. Friday, I was listening to the Bustroni podcast, and he said he was talking about how hot Boston was. Right, and he's like, they're just under five hundred, and after a weekend, a five game series with the Orioles, they'll be five hundred come Monday. 
And of okay. course, Buster only was wrong. Um, <laughs> no surprise. Red Sox are not 500 because we took three out of five. And so, I don't know. I left that Boston series feeling really good. I think to end the series with a 10 nothing win where Ty- Tyler Wells pitched really well had me feeling really good about the Orioles. Yeah. Of course, then we laid an egg um, in yesterday's game. But, but yesterday's but, game with the first game with the Mariners, didn't it feel like we weren't even trying? Like we put Billy yeah. Baker out there to start the game? Yeah. 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 And 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 Brian Baker and his backup is oh, Zach Brian Lothar. Baker. Brian Baker, sorry. Yeah, it's all right. I wasn't gonna even correct you. I was just gonna correct you without correcting you. But and then Zach Lothar to back him up, who hasn't pitched well in AAA. Um, good for him for eating some innings. And we got to see our first position player pitch. That's fun with Chris Owens. Right, that's always good. Yeah. Josh, I don't understand why when position players pitch, I understand injuries and stuff. Yeah. But why are they throwing 50 miles per hour when you know all these guys can hit 70 and 80 miles per hour? Because, I don't know. Because you just, because they can't hit 70 miles an hour straight. Like they can't I, get a strike at 70 miles an hour. What? Austin Hayes can throw from the outfield 95 miles per hour and then hit the catcher, but but these guys can't. Yes. Like Chris Owens can, can, can throw a 75 mile per hour fastball and hit first base in the chest. Okay, yes. And he can't throw a strike. But have you ever seen a pitcher try to pick up a little grounder and throw it to first base. It never goes well. Yeah, I think The best I case for a pitcher understand. is to toss underhand because once you're – the mechanics of pitching off a mound down – remember, you're pitching off a mound down. And then yeah. I think it's also injuries, like you were saying. Not the injury of, of Chris Owens getting hurt, but you don't want to be the guy that hits someone in the head. Yeah. Because yeah. with pitching, it's, just, it's well, all weird to me. These great pitching, athletes who I know can throw well, hard in the infield, all of a sudden can't throw, no, all of a sudden act like my son when they're pitching. Pitching has to get into a two foot box. When you're throwing to a first baseman, when you're throwing to a baseman, you just have to get within arm's reach. Okay, Josh. No, these professional baseball players can throw in a two foot box. Um, I mean, it's not. I mean, D.L. Hall really can't, but most of these professional players can throw in a two-foot box. You're asking Chris Owens to do what Brian Baker could not do. Yeah, no, Josh, I'm not even – this is now become, I'm now becoming angry. I didn't want this conversation. I was just kind of throwing a question out there. Now I'm becoming angry because you're making this argument that a professional baseball yes. player can't throw a strike. And I think that's a, I think it's stupid. They can throw a strike. I don't know. Maybe I could, I could throw a strike. Maybe it's I like could a, go up there and throw strikes. I don't know. I don't know if you could throw. You could not throw strikes. I could throw strikes. You could not I throw could. strikes off a major. I couldn't league hit now. the ball out of the infield, but I could throw strikes. I don't I mean, think they so. would crush it, and it would be at like sixty-five miles per hour. But I could throw harder strikes than Chris if Owens. If you could throw yesterday. strikes, why are there so many ugly first pitches in baseball, like celebrity first pitches? Yeah, because yeah, because they have non-athletes go out there and throw them. Uh, get ready for Twitter to blow up because Trey Mancini just hit a ball that should have been a home run, but it hit the very top of the new wall. Oh yeah, um, Josh. Let's. Get, how about uh, what's your thoughts on? So I think overall you're, we're feeling good about the Orioles, right? Overall we're feeling pretty good. About oh the yeah, I started it with I started the show with this. I'm feeling great about the about the season. I mean, four and four on that that team. Yeah. And we already talked about how like this road trip was like the worst of the of the the end of the bad time, and like June is awesome for the Orioles. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, our, yeah we play teams who are bad. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for me, I go like back and forth. Like I see Tyler Wells pitch, and I'm like, you know, this team could, you know, could get to 500 by the end of June. And then you watch Zimmerman pitch or what happened yesterday. <coughs> And you're like, I, I don't know, because I think the question with this team is going to be starting pitching. Yes. Um, is Bruce Zimmerman good? Um, can Tyler Wells go deep enough in the games? Because, I mean, our bullpen is, has been asked to do a lot, and they've done well, but they've been asked to do a lot because they're starting pitching, especially recently, hasn't gone very deep in the games. And you worry about, you know, now with the Watkins injury, it seems like every fifth day we're scrambling to find someone who can just throw and right. be that guy. And I don't know how long you can duct tape this thing. And so for me, the, the key is this the, the starting pitching. It um, is. How is that going to hold up? It is because we're finally starting to hit the ball. Yep. Yep. And At, I think it's 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 very it's been very weird because besides that ten nothing loss in Boston, this team is we've talked about it before, they're in every game. And you feel like they have a chance in every single game. Well, and one of the reasons is, is because your bullpen's so great that you know when when you get to those middle innings and later innings, you, the score is going to be pretty close to what it is, um, at least on the other side. So they're not going to you know pile on against right. our bullpen. Our bullpen's yeah. going to hold them there, and there's just a question about our, our offense and catch up. But it's been nice, like tonight, to get jump out to the lead. I think it changes things because then. You know, you're just asking your starter. I mean, we're not asking our starters to do much. I mean, if you can get to the sixth inning with two or three runs, our bullpen will take it from there. Yeah. I think our and offense I think, can, can get that job done, too. And I think seeing Bradish come out tonight and pitch well is yeah, after important the bad start. after getting knocked around with Boston. Where Boston, he came into a really hot team. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so, like I, like, I wonder about Bradish. Can he be consistent enough? I wonder about Zimmerman. Zimmerman gave up like four or five home runs the other night. He's been struggling lately. Yeah. He got to a great start. Been struggling lately. I don't know. Um, I don't have. A, I have a little confidence in Jordan Lyles, but but not but not a ton. But like any given night, it won't surprise me if a pitcher really struggles or if he pitches well. I think no. they're just a little bit too inconsistent. Uh, well, that's why we had. Pitching. That's why we had a ten nothing win in Boston, followed by a ten nothing yeah. loss in Baltimore. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why my feels going to go up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, 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 let's address the elephant in the room. Speaking of starting pitching, um, Grayson Rodriguez, right before we came on air, I was following it on, um, my MILB app and I saw five and two thirds innings for Grayson. I was like, that can't, something's wrong because he was at 60 pitches, five and two thirds innings and he was pulled. And then I went to Twitter and they said he was pulled because of an injury. Um, yeah. Because his fastball. We don't know the details. No, but they were saying his fastball dropped to 89, and that caused the trainer and the manager to run out. Right. And it could be a million things from, you know, just heat and cramping to, you know, whatever. It could be anything. And not if you're going to say the bad things out there. We're going to keep it simple. Yeah. So I assume it was a little bit of heat cramping. um, Cramping in his left toe due due to the heat. He's going to get some Gatorade and hope he's fine. I'm going to go with COVID. Okay. Test came out in the middle of the game, and they said, "Oh crap, we got to get him off the field." Yeah, and that hurts the velocity too because yeah. he was already feeling the symptoms. And they said, "Oh, let's go out there and get as many people as we can around him to, to tell him the bad news." Yeah. So and have a long conversation about it. Exactly. So it was all setting up to like at that point he had pitched fantastically well. 
he's pitched amazing in his past, you know, four or five starts. Yeah. Um, it was all setting up for him to make one more start in the minors, and then it made sense his next start to be the majors. Yeah. But that throws all of this into question. Yeah. Even if it's not serious, you would imagine this will not now be his last start to nope. You would imagine there'll be at, at least, least one more. more. Yeah. Depending on how serious it is, maybe, you know, who knows? Yeah. What do you think? I'm like, what do you think Elias did them to make sure to, hey, we got to knock him down. I'm not ready for him in the majors yet. Yeah, like they did with Adley at the beginning of the season. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, he was, I, I mean, it's a shame too because we have an open roster spot right. you know, with the Watkins injury. And we, we have an open pitching spot. And, and we got a June schedule. That would be great to have him up here. Yeah, and a, a chance for him. He had to get his feet wet against some weaker competition. Yep, it made too um, much sense. It just it all added up perfectly. So it's really, it's it's a shame. Um, it makes me sad. And if all of a sudden now no one cares about the Orioles game because Grayson is hurt. And hopefully it's not serious. Hopefully Grayson Rodriguez is back um, in his next start and he doesn't miss a beat. Um, but this is just something you don't want to see happen with your top prospect, right? It's just no, not, it's, not it's, you want to it's bad news. It's it's frustrating. And that <laughs> the bad news, the frustrating thing is it gives in to the haters. You got all the haters that then come out. See, he should have been in the majors by now. You get it. I'm so t- <laughs> we've talked about this before. I'm tired of the Oriole haters, the Oriole fans who like to hate on Michael Elias and hate on the, the process and the plan. Yeah, I, I too am tired of the people shouting, call him up, call him up, call, call, call him up. Yeah, like we got Adley. I'm content because I have Adley to watch every day. And then when he doesn't play, I'll just do a podcast if he's not playing in the game. Uh-huh. But cool. but I, I, I'm not I'm not. Like he'll he'll be called up. I I I have every confidence in Elias to call him up. If if this was August or something, and he's not called up still, like I'd and, be screaming. But yeah. like, no, I'm cool. He's still building up his pitches. They've been clear that they're not going to use the major league time to build up pitches. They're going to use it in the minors with these prospects. Prospects. They're going to make sure they're fully ready. And I'm cool with it. And I'm not going to scream and because it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter if he starts if he started today or if he starts next week. It's not a big deal either way. He'll at some point he's going to start, and I'm hopefully at this point with the injury. At some point he'll start soon. Yeah, and, and you, I'm, I'm fine with it. And you don't want to bring him up too early. We don't want to make the same mistake we brought made with Adley Rushman and bringing him up when he's completely unmatched. Oh, he's overmatched. He over, yeah, yeah, overmatched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so you have not so, been pleased with the performance of Adley Rushman? No, I've been I've been very impressed with Adley Rushman. Yeah. I know he's got a 185 batting average. He takes more pitches than anyone else on this team. Yeah. He's got a great eye at the plate. They just ha- he just hasn't made contact yet. He's just getting situated. He's in. He's playing in. He's going from starting in Camden to then Yankee Stadium and Boston. He's going against great teams in stadiums that like to like where the the players could suck, and you're still going to be in all of the stadium. So it's like he, historic stadiums. Like, no, he's been up here a week. He was not benched tonight because he's been struggling. He was benched tonight because he's played in every game. Yeah. So good news, yeah. uh, real quick, before we get into Adley. Good okay. news from the Baltimore Sun saying that Grayson Rodriguez felt what appeared to be a cramp. Nothing serious. Uh, I caught it. You caught it. it. You caught it. So that's good news. And a little bit more. It still probably means one more start in the minors. But it means if he can stay off the IL, that's a whole lot better. 
But Adley, yeah. you don't you don't buy into this Twitter hate that he he wasn't ready or he's a bust already, right? Yeah, but Josh, this conversation is so obnoxious to me, it's and it just makes me laugh. But it's Dan just... Connolly, Josh, but here's the whole conversation. This is where it all started from. I'm I'm telling you right now, this conversation that Adley Rutschman's overmatched is not only a ridiculous conversation. It's a made-up conversation. There's not really conversation being happening about here. Oh, no. It all there, started. There is on Facebook. I've seen it on Facebook. Okay, but here's what happened with Dan Connolly. Dan Connolly tweeted yesterday. Um, he said, there's a debate on my feed now as to whether Adley Rutschman is overmatched and needs to be sent down to, to the minors for more time. Right. And then he's also, like, saying, oh, I'm too old for this. But And then I went back to see what the debate was. And it was, you know, it was Dan Connolly was tweeting that, you know, because uh, Adley Rutschman struck out or something. And one dude, one guy with 24 followers said that he's overmatched. And then that tweet has one like and 23 quote tweets. And every single of the 23 quote tweets is saying this guy's an idiot. Every comment is saying this guy's an idiot. The debate is one guy making a tweet and everybody else calling him an idiot. So I don't know if with one guy tweets something, if that becomes all of a sudden a lot of people are saying Adley Rushman's overmatched. And then everyone comes out. Everyone and their mother comes out saying, I can't believe people are saying Adley Rushman's overmatched. It was one guy on Twitter, one knucklehead on Twitter who said it, and then a million people have to respond. Ah, oh, it's just annoying. I think it's a made-up thing that people think Adley Rushman's overmatched. There's one or two knuckleheads who think it, and no one else does, 99.9%. If I took a poll on Twitter right now, is Adley Rutschman overmatched? I guarantee 100%, or at worst, 99% right. would say Adley Rutschman is not overmatched. Just give him I time. Think, yeah, I think you're right. I think this is very similar to the debate we had last week, the stupid debate of uh, Adley Rutschman stealing Mike Mussina's number. Yes. Which was, again, a stupid argument that didn't... That, have and that response was more after it was made up by Buster and it was more comment against Buster than it was right. about the debate initially anyway. Right. Every article then was written about how Buster was crazy. Yes. Yeah. So the whole premise. Yeah. It just so it's dumb. But to me, Josh, I have my man crush of Adley grows every single day. I just love watching him play. I love his attitude. I love his enthusiasm. I love him running into the pitcher. I the love way, the way he runs to the pitcher at the end of every inning is awesome, and it pumps you up. Yeah, I would. I, if I was a pitcher, I would love that. I would want to throw to Adley. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I love his approach at the plate. He does not seem. In fact, he seems just in control. Even like when when he strikes out or when he struggles, he doesn't have that look on his face like he's frustrated or confused. He's got that look just kind of he still feels like he's confident. He just got that confidence air to him, even when he's struggling. And you just know it's going to you know, it's going to click. I mean, even in yesterday's game, the highlight for me of yesterday's game of the 10th loss was Adley crushed a ball that went foul. It would have been, you know, a that, deep yeah. home run, but it went foul. And that, I and, think that was the same plate appearance where he took the most pitches like of the game that anyone had taken on that pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're right. So he's. Um, and, and this is true, Josh, with, and I've heard Matt Blood talk about this, I think, back on The Verge, maybe last year, two yeah, years ago. Player development guy. Yeah, player development guy for the Orioles saying, watch it. At every time they jump up a league, 
the first month they struggle and then they figure it out and they get better. And you see it happen. Like when a guy goes from single A to double A or double A, triple A, you just have a month of struggling. You saw it this year with Bobby Witt Jr. and Julio Rodriguez, two of the best rookies in baseball. The first month of the season, they were really bad. But what's interesting Um, with Adley, you make adjustments. What's interesting with Adley is he's not swinging at bad pitches. The adjustment that he's working on is a timing issue. Yeah. And, And he's not. It's like the bad pitches because he's taking balls, he's getting walks. The bad pitches he's letting go by. It's coming down to timing. So I have all the confidence in the world that it's going to click by mid end of June, and we're going to see this great start from Adley. Yeah, no, I, I have no doubt he's going to go on a streak and going to get hot. Yeah, I, I have no doubt either. So I'm, I still feel really good about Adley with the Orioles, and yeah, I'm still. I've in fact just watching him play every day. My respect for him and my enjoyment of him has actually grown, even though he hasn't started hitting. Just imagine when he starts hitting how much more I love him. But, yeah, I'm all on board in the Adley Rushman train. Yeah. I mean, so does it cramp Josh prevent Grace Rodriguez from making his next start in Baltimore? Does he have to have another start now if it's just, just a cramp? That's what I was just trying to think. It's a back cramp. So it's nothing with his arm. Right. So I don't. A back cramp is weird. You kind of get leg cramps. Yeah, it's a back cramp. I assume it's heat related, right? Hydration, heat related. Yeah, they're playing hot out there. They're in Norfolk tonight, so I don't yeah, know what the weather. Right? They better be in Norfolk because I'm going to be irritated if they're in Jacksonville. Because I saw they're playing the jumbo shrimps, uh, and I'm going to be irritated if it was if I missed the game and I could have went and saw Grayson. Yes, today. yes, yes. Because I have a friend going this weekend. Yeah, so they must be in Norfolk. It's in Norfolk. All right. Good. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's hot. I mean, it's it was it was nine nine ninety five today, so it might even be hotter down there in Norfolk. It's just a hot day, um, humid. So yeah, hopefully it's just that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know because the, but again, he only threw sixty some pitches today. So do they want to see him throw ninety before they come to Baltimore? I think. I unfortunately, think, I mean, this might mean one or two more starts at Norfolk. They've been saying that, but he wanted. Um, but he did hit 86 last out in. He did. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, let's see. If he pitched today, what would the calendar look like for the Orioles calendar? Hold on. Let me pull it down. So you're talking five, six days from now? Yeah. and, and, and two, three, I mean, the Cubs come to town next Tuesday. Right. And that next Tuesday would be the ideal time. That's when I was thinking in my I mean, head, planning, getting tickets, <laughs> if that's the day. I mean, that, that's thought, where you get him on normal rest. Yeah. You get him on if normal it's not rest. Then, if it's not then, it's going to be an away game if it's, you know, if it's the next start. Because we go right, to Kansas City, then Toronto. Because if, yeah, if it's not there, then you're looking at one. Well, no, it could also be the Tampa series in Baltimore. Where the Orioles are home for a quick series against Tampa the 17th, 18th, 19th of June? Yeah, but that's... That'd be what? a normal rest. Yeah, on his third start from now. Yes. That, that would be two that more would starts be, in Norfolk. That would be two more Norfolk starts. Yeah. But I think, I think yeah, I think that Cubs game is the game I would circle and mark. Now, I'm not going to be like these internet people and get mad if he doesn't pitch that day. I'm not going to go yeah. out and buy tickets. I'm not flying up. I want to fly up, but I'm not yeah. going to fly up on Tuesday to to, to see uh, Grayson pitch. Yeah. Um, but it it does feel just like at Adley, 
it was never a question of was he majorly ready. It was just like they wanted him to pitch three straight, catch three straight games. Like that was the benchmark they were waiting for: catch three straight games, then we'll send you to, to the majors. It wasn't like you need to, you know, make any I think, changes to be majorly ready. I think the same thing with Grace Rodriguez. Like all the stuff is there. I think I there's mean, he strikes. His stuff is ridiculous. It's yeah. just a matter of pitch count, I think, with Grayson. Yeah, I think there's a discussion every single week of do we do another start in Norfolk or do we go to Baltimore? And right. I think they, they wanted that they wanted that past 90, so they said, yeah, let's do one more. I think now that conversation gets a little tougher because, right. like you're saying, it's, it's starting on the road. But again, uh, one could argue a shorter start if he's fully healthy and if it was just a back cramp and he feels fine tomorrow, one could argue a lower pitch count, you know, might not be a bad thing before your first major league start. I don't know. Yeah, is there still weird um let's see, is there still blah, 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 blah. it looks like there still is weird things with going to play the Blue Jays. Do we know if Grayson has gotten his COVID shot? Yeah, I, I assume because without I the COVID shot, he we'd have to cross off. He cannot get that start in Toronto. Yeah. No, I, I assume all Orioles have gotten it. We'll find out so, next week or two weeks from now when they go to Toronto. Yeah, it was if like suddenly, all that news that the Yankees, none of the Yankees can play in Toronto. Oh, somehow all the Yankees got the COVID shot before they went to go play in Toronto. Right. Okay. Right. So, okay. You're saying we're not going to have a game where oh, uh, Ryan Mountcastle and Adley Rushman and Trey Mancini can't play. No, I'm going to say everyone will have the COVID shot or have the paperwork saying they did, they did have the COVID shot. Or someone, everyone suddenly has um, medical uh, exceptions. Yeah, you would I'm think not. just being a major league ball player and being careful of what you put in your body would qualify as a medical exception. I don't know. The other thing I actually want to point out to you, speaking of Norfolk, um, I just want to throw this out there because I haven't heard anyone talk about it, and I know he's your boy, um, but... Richie Martin is quietly having a really nice season at Norfolk. He's now batting, and this is not including today. I have to look what he did today, but not including today, batting 281 on base percentage of 366, OPS of over 800 at this point. Yeah. He's, he's played in 50, I'm sorry, he's played in 34 games mm-hmm. um, and already has 38 hits. So has more hits than games played. Um, so just a nice, he's playing really well today. He's one for three with a walk. So again, getting on base is batting average up to 283 um, currently. So he feels like a really good option, Josh, at shortstop or second base wherever like, you need Richie Martin. Like where you get rid of Chris Owens and bring in Richie Martin. Yeah, it it feels it feels like that makes sense to me. I, I don't. I mean, Richie Martin's not a kid anymore. It's been several years since he kind of was the Rule Five guy for us. What the, you right. got to go all the way back to 2019. That was three years ago. So no, I don't. I would like, you're to, not see, I would like to see. Right. What are you saving him for? Yeah, you have no reason to save him. Like this is one shot. I would like to see him. I hope. I hope. Before you know, before even June's out, I hope we get to see Richie Martin play every day. That was kind of like Cody, Cody Sedlock too. He got the pitch. It was nice to see Cody Sedlock, who's had a long journey, up, a lot of ups and downs in the minors. It's good to see those guys make it to the majors. I feel a little bit the same way with Richie Martin, where he made it to the majors, struggled, sent down. Just just hasn't really been able to to, to 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 get an extended look at the majors again, and I, I hope he does. I like Richie Martin. I find it, yeah, I agree. Speaking of uh, shortstop, second baseman guys, I find it so weird now that I'm suddenly excited for Odor. That Odor is like playing well this past week. 
Yeah, I mean, Odor, more than I, I think anyone that I can remember went from heel to hero, right? Like, yeah. he was at the beginning of the season, we're like, why is this dude even on our Beginning team? of the season two weeks he just ago. just taking up a roster spot. Yeah, and then he had the couple walk-offs. He had the big walk-off home run that I was at in that 13-inning game. Um, and then another home run today, and he just has, you know, some blasts out there over the wall into Utah Street. And, and yeah, he seems to be just a really clutch player, a great locker room guy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Odor as well. I, I, I get mad when he's not in the lineup. Um, Which is yeah. weird because it's definitely a guy we wanted cut. Yeah. I mean, even if you look at the numbers, like his numbers aren't great this year. He's batting 224. But then if you look at the RBI numbers, 25 RBI. That's a lot of RBIs. It's more RBIs than you know Ryan Mountcastle or Jay Mancini, like twenty five RBIs, right. because he seems to be a really kind of clutch guy um, compared to like a guy Trey Mancini is eighteen RBI, right? Um, Odor sitting there with twenty five. No, um, and when you're but when you're going, guy. even though he only has five home runs, it feels like he has ten home runs. He's got them all in the past week. Yeah, yeah, and in big moments when yeah. when we need them, he's not doing like cleanup duty. Um, let me hit a home run when it's, when it's nine to nothing. No, he gets home runs in big spots no and this lineup across the board you're pretty confident with this lineup i know man i know mullins has been struggling he got a hit today um but like mancini's batting three 304 hayes is at 301 mountcastle's at 264 these guys like they're hitting the ball tonight yeah tonight i mentioned earlier about the wall blocking uh blocking Mancini home run and turn into a double. And then Mount Castle and uh, Urias both cleared the wall for home runs, back-to-back home runs. This team, yeah. everyone can hit the ball. And it's exciting to see them put runs up. That really, that's why I'm excited about the month of June, because I look over the schedule, and besides a week with the Blue Jays in Toronto, everyone else on this team is like, no problem. We got this. We're going to yeah. win series. And right now, what's our record? I know I, I get that I get that we're in last place. I get that our record is about the same that it was last year. No, it's better but, than last year. It's no, it's better not. than last year. No, it's not. Yes, it is, Josh. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You, At the exact same moment last year, we were twenty one and thirty. And then we went on like a fifteen game losing streak. We were twenty one and thirty at this point last yeah. year. Yes. Yes, we were. I better run differentials better. Oh, I guarantee it was. And we then lost like 10 runs. Uh, we lost 10 games in a row right after it. This team's not yeah. losing 10 games in a row any t- at any point in this season. This yeah. team has, was blown out constantly last year. By this time last year, I was tired of this team. I am not tired. I'm more excited than ever about this team right now. The record does not show you what this team does if you've been watching this game. The record shows you, okay, they've lost a bunch of games. Yeah. The record does not show you that they've been in uh, 28 of those 30 games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the big difference is our bullpen through, you know, Elias Magic has turned into one of the best bullpens in the American League. Um, And then, you know, starting pitching has somehow, you know, done the job. And then you add, you know, Rutschman and Odor to to, 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 to the offense. And you mentioned your eyes. for me, that's a guy who, at the beginning of the season, I mean, I said I think he's going to be one of the best, you know, mid middle infielders in baseball this year. I was just so pumped about his, his, his year last year. And then he just seemed, seemed to take a huge step back at the beginning of the year. But then lately, 
the past you know two weeks he's been on fire just crushing the ball so it's a fun to see him get another home run to tonight and I, the only am, concerning thing about the the lineup yeah I, go my ahead. stats were wrong i believed the people on the internet i forgot that everyone on the internet is haters yeah i on knew they june, had a better a, a better record this year on yeah. june 1st 2021 the orioles yeah. were 18 and 37 okay yeah now that now now percentage wise they were 327, which is way lower. You do have to remember yes. that there were more games played as well, which meant more losses on June 1st. Okay, we but started the winning the season percentage. Less. The winning percentage is much higher now. We got a 412 yes. winning percentage versus a 327. Yes, I'm sorry. Because, I believe the Oriole yes. haters are on Facebook. Yeah, because we're a lot better than we were last year. Yeah, and the record shows. Absolutely. Um, yeah. you, the only concerning thing about the offense, Josh, is, and and if you look at, Kind of weirdly, you, you look at the Orioles' stats and you look at OPS, and amongst the regular players, Mullins has the lowest OPS of anybody at six six two. Yes. I mean, that's lower than Urias, lower than Odor. Um, I guess it's not lower than the catcher Chernos, um, and it's higher than Mateo. But everyone else, it's lower than he's batting two thirty eight. Like the struggles of after having such a great year last year, he's still batting lead, lead off for us every day. Yeah. Um, but the struggles of Cedric Mullins are becoming a little bit harder to ignore each and every game that he struggles. Right, but you still need him out there defensively. I guess. I, I mean, mean, I guess. I, mean, I, mean, I, I think I can out- make an argument if you add in Austin Hayes' arm that Austin Hayes can play just as well at center field as, as Cedric Mullins. Uh, I can make okay. that argument, I think. You're right. I, I hear what you're saying. You put him out there. Well, if you do that, then it gets really interesting to see what Kyle Stowers is doing down in Norfolk. Yeah. Yeah. He's I batting mean, 250. A lot of people talk about minor, minor leaguers. This, this, the Oriole fan base have become obsessed with prospects. And with yes. good reason, because that's been the focus of the organization. But also, prospects by you know their definition are guys you project to do well. Right, are yeah, not guys that necessarily will do well in the majors. Right, but remember, and, Mullins. Remember, all season last year, we did not trust Mullins until right. we finally gave in after like the All Star break and say, "All right, he's he's good." And right. we even talked preseason that we need Mullins to still prove to us that he's good. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and listen, uh, Stowers might work out. It might be great. He might not. Um, some prospects will work out and some won't. And I think I see some people pencil in like a 2024 lineup, assuming every prospect turns into a superstar. And that's just not how it works. Like maybe Kobe Mayo will turn out to be a really good player and maybe he won't. Maybe he'll never make it past double A. This is kind of the nature of things where, you know, one out of every so many hit. That's why you need a bunch of good prospects to hope just a small percentage of them hit. And so, yeah, like maybe Kyle Stowers, but people are already penciling in, you know, Kyle Stowers once you trade Santander or something. I'm sorry. Right now, Stowers, if he takes Santander's Santander's place, that's a huge downgrade. And maybe Stowers will get to the point where he's as good as Santander, but he's not right now. And and for the near future, that would be a big downgrade. And I don't think people want to really wrestle with that or or really admit that. Hey, hey, Josh. This you mentioned Chris Owens. I was joking with with Silas. He has a little. He has you know you got him that action. You got them that baseball field with little baseball. Action yeah, figures. it's like Army men, but it's baseball players. 
Yeah, he plays with a lot, and he but he has one guy. Yeah, he does. He has one guy, uh, number eleven, who like won't stay up. And so I was joking with him that you know he's the worst player in your team, just like <laughs> number eleven over. on the Orioles is the worst player, Chris Owens. <laughs> and so now, you know, we just have a good laugh about Chris Owens being the worst. Nah, but 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 funny. then he asked me, Josh, I didn't know how to answer this. He asked me, "Who's the best player in the Orioles?" Josh, if you were uh, to be asked who is the best player on the Orioles right now, acknowledging that Chris Owens is the worst. And, and is, all right, so we're taking Adley out as he's the future best, not, but he's not the current best. Not future projections, who you think would be the best, you know, have the, the best careers. Right, like the most, right exciting, now, most exciting player on the Orioles right now. Not the most exciting. Like right now, who is the best baseball player on the team? Mm, I'm going with Austin Hayes. Okay. I'm going with Austin Hayes. Uh, he's got. He's shown the glove. He's shown the leather. He's flashed that. He's been. Do, he's hitting really well. He's batting over 300, and he clears the fence. He hits the long ball. He, we've seen him yep. wearing the home run chain many times. I'm going with Austin great, Hayes. Great defensively. Yep. Can't and he's healthy. All. He's healthy. I feel like knocking on everything, <laughs> but for right now, Austin Hayes is healthy, and I'm loving watching Austin Hayes. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I agree with you that this year so far, he's been the best. This is true, right? He's been the best player on the team. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Bullpen arms or whatever. But yeah, no, I, I think I think it's true. Mean, I think Austin Hayes has been the best player on the team. Yeah, exactly. There's some bullpen arms that are completely dominant that I yeah. trust no matter what. But I can't give best player to a guy that pitches three innings a week. Yeah. And if you were to say last year, I would say obviously Cedric Mullins yes. was our best player last year. Over the course of the past three or four years, then you go, okay, well, Trey Mancini has been the most consistent player for yeah. us, so maybe he's the best player. Yeah, but don't get him attached to Trey. Trey's gone. Trey's staying, Josh. I, I just want you to prepare yourself. Trey's not going anywhere. He's uh, too important to this team. We're going to have some good podcasts over All-Star break talking about whether Trey's there or not. I can I, yeah. I, I see that. Yeah. But, okay, um, so I should tell him. But, I mean, Austin Hayes is – is him being the best player for two months? Does that make him the best player in the Orioles? I don't, I don't know. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. I still think Trey Mancini is the answer. Uh, or Ryan Mountcastle. I don't know. John Means if he's healthy. I don't know. I'm not going. I would not go with Trey Mancini. Trey, I, I'm going with Austin Hayes. Okay. Sticking with okay, that. I'm sorry. I, I forgot about your hatred towards. I don't hate Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini. I'm just. I'm just not. Gonna get attached to the guy. We're trading him. Okay. He's. Uh, why do you think he's speaking so out so much about hating the wall? Because he wants out of here. Yeah. This is well, that's gonna be awkward. When this is typical okay. wide receiver talk we're seeing from Trey Mancini. Okay. He's done. Demand a trade late, 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 later. It's weird though hey. that he would be signing an extension soon if he's also talking all that smack. He just got a home run over the, uh, over the ball into the bullpen. So he yeah, just had that, to take the ball a little bit further over. That should have been his second home run if it wasn't for Mike Elias. Right. So. All right. So, Josh, 9-2 now. Uh, this is We call this a win. But now this is, again, this is the fourth straight game, right, where it's been, it's been an extreme score one way or the other, right? Yeah. Where now, now the Orioles are dominating, right? It went from. You know what right. it was from a zero ten loss two. yesterday to now they're up nine two because yeah, the bats two, won the- we we uh, lose then we win ten nothing then we lose ten nothing but it's like and then ten here nothing we're winning 10-2. ten nothing all starts with that big number 
the fact that Brian Baker put the in the hole to start kind of sends everyone out there. We've all been in this situation. When you're down, you're already depressed. If your pitcher's dominating, the bats feel loose. Everyone's having fun. You feel like just hit the ball. You don't feel like you got to crush it. When you're down, everyone feels like they got to be try to hit home runs. They got to be the savior. Yeah. So, well, and not just that. I mean, your your second guy. You're pressing yourself. Was Zach Lothar, who again struggled in AAA, and he came in and then gave a bunch of runs, pitched for a hundred pitches. So good for him for staying the game while. Um, but but this was also a game, Josh, today where it felt like this is a game that you could lose, and then you might lose a series, or you will lose a series if you lose a game because you know for, former Cy Young Robbie Ray was pitching, right? Um, who you know wears his pants too tight and his shirt too tight and sometimes doesn't get messed with his thinking because his clothes are so tight. But I went back and someone shared on Twitter, this is, I think, my favorite manager Hyde moment, even better than fighting Chris Davis, is when he's shouting at uh, Robbie Ray to pitch the ball. Just pitch the ball. And, like, and yeah, j- 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 just pitch the ball, threw a couple F-bombs in there, says, what you looking at, what you looking at. And so that's a great... Um, I think it shows a lot by Hyde just kind of being a, a, a tough guy. We hear him as a player's coach, but also willing to get in the face of the opponent, which I appreciate. But this is a game, Josh, where you, you thought, okay, you, you, you're you're throwing out Braddish, who struggled, who really struggled his last start against one of the best, you know, most established pitchers in all of baseball, in Robbie Ray, and and yet you're able to kind of win this game. I assume we're yeah. going to win this game. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of a big deal. And yeah, then you go tomorrow where you got Lyles versus Flexen. That's a, that's a winnable game. Um, and then you're feeling good going into the Guardians series. <laughs> the Guardians. I'm glad you brought up the Guardians because if I said the Indians, I would have totally said the Indians are coming to town. So, yeah. no, you feel great. You feel great about this team. And it's exciting to – I was so happy with 4-4 four and four on that road trip to come back to Baltimore and now get into June. Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you hear it from managers too, right? Like Alex Cora was, was quoted as saying, you know, comparing it to, to, to the Houston Astros and how they started out. Um, you just get quotes, you know, you heard it in the Tampa Bay race series with Kevin Kiermaier saying this is an up and coming team. Yeah. You just, people are noticing we're no longer, I mean, Buster only hasn't gotten the memo yet, but people are noticing that we're no longer kind of the, the laughing stock of the AL East that we're actually, even if we're not, you know, fighting for a pennant at this point we're we're competitive and we're playing you know with these teams I'm, and listen the yankees are the best team in baseball right now yeah and and we played them a bunch to begin the season no. and the red sox and were now hot. we have a little right and the red sox really hot and so um i i think we had a really rough hard i mean just just look at the winning percentages a hard opening start of the season and I said it before the season even started that June's going to be a big month, and I'm excited to see what June brings. And it's more than because June. at the it's... end of June, the Orioles either will be um, sitting pretty, just a few games out of 500, or they'll be where they are now. And it be if they are where they are now, for me that would be a disappointment. I hope they're they're closer to 500 at the end of June, and kind of building some momentum and making us kind of feel good about. The direction of this baseball team and of course a yeah. lot of this will have to also do with the unknown like we talked about grace rodriguez it's a big deal right because we need another starting pitcher we do we need another good starting pitcher grace rodriguez is that guy there's no other plan b um i guess dean kramer now is starting to pitch rehab starts and he looks really good but but really grayson's that guy that you need um as that next starter and 
if we get that in June, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty, Josh. It's gonna be pretty. Do you know how many more games we have against the Yankees this year? Uh, I would say six, maybe. Yeah, we have six. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I look at this schedule. I mean, I look at this schedule all the time, and right. I seriously, I I didn't get to it today, but I was gonna write down wins wins and losses because some this team is we mentioned in the four hundreds. This team could be five hundred by the end of the season. I'm not I'm not scared of that. I think this team could actually be five hundred. They're not gonna go for the pennant. They probably won't they won't get into playoffs with five hundred. But talk about competitive baseball being back. Yeah. That's wow. a huge improvement and something to build on for next year. You're you're going a little further that than I'm willing to go, but I mean, because if you're at five hundred, I think you're definitely in the wild card chase. But I, I, I'm just really curious to see because the other th- part is well, true, right Josh, now, got, right now, five hundred in the AL East would be fourth place, right? We and where would that put you in the wild card? Probably just a few games out of the wild card. I mean, yeah, but, probably three games out. We don't have expanded right now, right? This year is an expanded playoffs. Is an expanded playoffs next year? No, no, it's expanded this year. Okay. All right, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look at what that is. But, I mean, you're going to be fourth place in the AL East. Again, we're I mean, in the you toughest have, you division. Have three te- I mean, you, you have the division winners and three other teams get are, are going to be playoff. You have three wild cards. Not, not two There's this year. Three you have wild three cards wild this cards. year? There's three, yeah. Yeah, but if you were in fourth place, that would mean all three would have to come out of the AL East. Right. Um, which is but, but I'm saying if you impossible. were 500, right now you'd be two, two games out of the wild card. Right yes, now if you're 500. correct. Correct. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying the um, Orioles are going to be around 500 by the end of the season. Okay. I, I, I have no idea. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going I playoffs. need to know some things first. I need to know, is Grace Rodriguez back? Yes. Uh, that, I, that, I yeah, know. that's assuming Grayson pitching against the Cubs next week. Yeah. Yeah. But it's but is, at, the same, the same, at the same, you know, Josh, just a few weeks ago, we were all high on the Orioles, no, and then they got swept by a bad Detroit Tigers team, well, That's too. what I was going to say. Two weeks ago, you were super high on the Orioles, and I was shooting you down. Yeah, yeah. now I feel like we switched spots. Now we flip, we flipped over. We flipped spots. And that's because this team is so much fun to watch this year and because they're in, the, in every single game. Yeah. And, and we've seen them play tough competition and play the tough competition well. Now we'll get an extended look at them playing. Yeah competition that's on their level or even below their level like kansas city the cubs have worse records i mean when was the last time we played back-to-back teams where both the teams had worse records than the orioles i think it's been a while where we played two series and the two teams we were playing had worse records than, than the orioles um but that's true when we go to play chicago and then kansas city um at least it's true right now if you played them yeah so and i mean cleveland's uh, cleveland's like we got one more win than us right but seattle cleveland chicago Kansas City, our next, you know, one, two, three, four uh, opponents yeah. all have records under 500. Yeah, all exactly. That's never, that hasn't happened in a long uh, this year. Definitely not. Right. And so I'm curious to see what this team does. I'm curious to see if this team um, rises um, above their um, competition or if they kind of, you know, stoop to the level of the competition. I'm curious. I'm just curious to see how this month of June works out. Yeah. I think it'll say a lot about the team where we're sitting kind of on July 1st. Um, if we had a really good month or if we kind of just stayed where we were, we'll kind of determine, I think, the rest of the year. And, and I guess, maybe even make for some interesting decisions for Michael Elias come July. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I guess if things go as well this June as you and I are predicting, 
that makes it an, a lot harder to trade Trey Mancini. Oh. So maybe we oh. have to keep Trey. Maybe. Oh, Josh changing his tune already. Mm -hmm. Wow. Maybe, maybe we'd have to uh, reconsider that if things go well in June. All right, Josh. All I was right. leaning. Fair I'm kind of changing my mind. We're leaning towards uh, Michael Elias needs to trade someone to, well, actually, maybe not trade anyone yeah, at well, all if we're playing well. Well, Josh, if we're playing well, it's going to be really interesting what Michael Elias does because if we're to playing buy. well, what that also means is that a lot of players are having good seasons. Yes. Michael Elias could trade about four bullpen arms right now if he wanted to. Like There's right. about four bullpen arms yeah. that other teams would want. And when it comes to July, I'm curious what's going to happen when a contending team not oh. picks up the call and says, we like Jorge Lopez yeah. or we like Felix Batista, right. Right. and we're willing to give you these two stud prospects. What, what are you going to do, Mike? I'm, I'm curious to see what happens there. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of the hate if he trades some studs while we're, while we're winning baseball. Because on the one hand, you could say, yeah, a lot of hate. On the other hand, Mike Elias got these players, you know, from nowhere. Like, <laughs> he just got the found these guys, did some little Orioles magic. You got a feeling like maybe he could do this again with the bullpen arms, right? Like, maybe you can he can do this with the bullpen arms. So maybe trading a Batista or Lopez, those players could be replaced within the system with a Nick Vespi, right, who we already saw. Um, yeah. so, so maybe... I, I, it's going to be interesting. I think Mike's going to have some interesting decisions to make if these players continue to play well. Agreed. Um, about what to do. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting because not only are they playing well, they're quickly becoming like fan favorites because they're a fun team to watch. I know there's only like 8,000 people, 8, 9,000 people at the game tonight. Yeah. Miserable attendance the past two nights. I get that. I got tickets for tomorrow. It's supposed to rain all day. <laughs> oh, great. I don't know how the weather's been. But... June, this team should start to be fun. Get get kids out of school. Make sure Baltimore's safe. Do all that stuff. Get rid of everyone's excuses. There was just a bunch of people shot in a harbor this Were, week, too. Nah, that, no, that there was, wasn't. Was it really? Yes. Oh, that, that happened. Cue so. the, I don't go to stadiums because it's too dangerous. Yeah. Post. But, like, what happens when that is no longer a thing and it's actually kind of true, though? <laughs> like, it's, I feel like every week that's becoming a little more true like in the city. I think like, it's literally dangerous. Yeah. No, you're right. I think if there's a shooting outside the stadium, then you've got major issues. Yeah. And I don't well, know I mean, how the Orioles can handle that because they're just a business in the city. Right. How right. do you get yeah. the city of Baltimore to step up and be like, guys, you're affecting yeah. our attendance. You're affecting everything. Even though we're on the outskirts, we're on the edge of the city and you're yeah. starting to bleed into there. I don't think there's anything the team can do politically to manage that and that's that's very interesting yeah but i'm telling you josh there's it the, it's getting worse in baltimore and there's more and more people who do not feel comfortable and i'm not at that point yet where i don't feel comfortable driving to camden yards um but i, I don't know you know people who are i know people are and i'm not i i might not be that far off either especially if you're you trying about, to take little kids into town yeah, and stuff small night children and, yeah i get it um i've never been that type of guy I, but I also don't, uh, I don't have good perception of that where I've gone into dangerous situations because I just don't pay attention to that. They're dangerous. Right. And I think right. you have that habit as well. But when it's on the news yeah, constantly, we've seen how, we've seen how news affects people's, uh, lifestyles. And if you're going to constantly see news about Baltimore being a dangerous city, it's totally going to affect attendance at the Orioles. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Well, um, yeah, but, but I think what overcomes that is also winning baseball. Winning baseball. So we'll see. Yeah. Winning baseball yeah. does everyone good. Yeah. And so that's what I'm curious. I'm like, I, I think it's always fun to watch too. And interesting to watch is if we do have a good month of June, how will that affect attendance? Cause our next, you know, a couple weeks is at home. Then we go away to Kansas city, Toronto, then come back home. If, if there's, you know, if we see an uptick in attendance, in July, if we're playing well, is another thing I think to watch. But do do you think the I, Orioles, I don't expect attendance to really change until this organization changes and start investing in this team financially? Then I think maybe and we'll see more attendance. Do you think the Orioles do a better job announcing Grayson Rodriguez's first start with the Orioles, or do you think they like weren't bothered by the PR and and talk with how they how Adley from a PR perspective was screwed up? Well, you would think, you I don't think know. They don't like, care. I'm like, they, clearly, they don't care. But because Adley, with, with Grace, we know, start, or with yeah. Grayson, we know there's five, six days in between. Right. You could easily say, hey, next step, Baltimore, and you could do a whole run on it. Right. I don't know if there's an advantage, though, Josh, to not telling the other team, right? Like, so they can't spend, I don't know how much time they spend studying right. Grayson's tape, tape to begin with. But is there any advantage to announcing the day of? Is is like does that give him a uh, competitive advantage to to not let the, the other team know that he's coming? I don't know because clearly, yeah, like clearly after the start, they'll know days in advance yeah. if Grayson will be with the Orioles. It's not like Adley where it felt a little bit like they're waiting for him to start three straight games. Okay, he did. Then he had an off game. Okay, not, not and, and now he's feeling okay. Now we call him up with Grayson. Like they'll know. I feel like right away. Okay, next start in Baltimore. Um, oh, exactly. That's but how do I they feel. choose to announce it? I, I don't know. I I don't think they care. So and when and when do they tell him? Do you know? Do yeah. they give him plenty of heads up, or do they wait until last minute to tell him to make sure it doesn't leak? Right, which they did with Adley. I, I they yeah. told him right last minute. Yep. Um, after the the day off, and so yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, because they're not going to add him to. They're not going to add because he has to be added, added to to the forty man. So Correct. a technical thing here, they will not add him to the forty man or bring him up until the day of his start. Yes, because they won't have him take up a roster spot for right. another pitcher when he's not pitching. So he's only going to be called up the day of his start. He won't be called up before that. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I don't know if they'll announce it before it then. I don't know. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt we'll know ahead of time. Yeah, I. I that, the that's only kind indication. Of... Maybe projected starters because you can look on MILB and see the projected right. starter. I don't know if they'll you know change that. But you know. would think they leave him as projected because they don't want to hint. If if you and I can read the tea leaves, they don't want yeah. uh, the Blue Jays to read the tea leaves. Yeah. True. But I don't know. I th- All right. yeah. Batista's in the game now. I think. We give a lot. Of, it's already over an hour. I know we can drag this. On. We can talk about Batista next week. I want to talk about some of these bullpen arms next week, maybe. Yeah, yeah let, I, let's do a let's do a good half hour on these different bullpen arms because they all have their own kind of unique journeys to the majors and, and to the Orioles. And that's what I want to talk about because we talk, we highlight the Kevin Gossman, the Jake Arrieta, the guys who leave Baltimore and and succeed and have these amazing careers. We don't talk about guys like Felix Batista who got dumped by other teams and yep. we picked him up and now he's exceeding. 
things yeah. that go uh, our way. Similar story with Lopez. A lot of these guys have those similar yeah. stories where we just picked them up. And also, I, I think when we do this podcast on Monday, I think Nick Vespi will be back here because I think he has to stay in the minors till Sunday right. based on when it was brought up. So I bet he's back here. We talk yeah. about him too. But yeah, yeah we'll Let's try to do time that time next week. Also, I don't know CNL Perez's story. So I'll look that up. I don't even know where CNL Perez comes from. I never heard of CNL Perez before this season. I don't know where he played before this. So I'll do some research and find out. Um, we'll, we'll do some stuff on these I mean, bullpen. I didn't, let's be honest. Half the guys in our bullpen you didn't know about until this season. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Batista, I didn't know about. Perez, I didn't know about. Obviously, I knew about Lopez. I didn't know about Baker. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to, to look at these guys. Yeah, let's talk about that um, next week. Let me see. I don't know. I'm just Googling real quick where Perez came from. Well, I thought we were going to do this next week. All right, let's do, do it next this week. week. Uh, right. Well, he, Houston dumped him, and then Cincinnati dumped him. Okay. Just a couple people dumped him, and we picked him up, and now he's a stud. Yeah. Interesting how that works. <laughs> exactly. It's nice to see things go in our favor once in a while. But, yeah, I know it's it's already been an hour. We should save this for next week because you're right. It will take 30 minutes going through this bullpen arm. Yeah. Hopefully they're still pitching well. I hope so. I mean, the only concern I have about the bullpen, Josh, is the starting pitching needs to, like, not have the bullpen throw six innings every game. Like, yeah. Can the, the starters get to the fifth and sixth? Even Bradish today, four and two-thirds. Yeah. No. No, yeah. it's exactly. I'm sorry. It's... We're wrapping up. I'm good to wrap up. I know. We'll get – we'll talk about – let's talk about focus on pitching and stuff next week. I also want to talk about how this team is fun, the home run chain, Brandon Hyde, Barkin. And you saw the kangaroo courts back? I didn't like, see that. Huh? So From like the that. 70s and 80s? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with Frank Robinson and the yeah. kangaroo court. Yeah, but, well, yeah. apparently there's a new kangaroo court in the clubhouse. I tried to read the article about it on The Sun this week, but you got to pay. And I ain't paying The Sun to read their website. You, you got something against The Sun? You don't I got, support local I got something about paying The Sun to read their website, yes. But oh. the right. kangaroo court's back. The Orioles are having fun. I think that I think fun also helps with like keeping them loose in the in the dugout and all. So I want to talk about that a little next week too. No, nah. I like well, that we're setting mean- up next week's show like we do a daily show tomorrow on the show. Yeah, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? On we're Monday. also going to talk about what the Orioles do after playing uh, weaker competition this week. Well, I think our next show Monday will be an off day too for the Orioles, right? I think next Monday is an off day for the Orioles. I know you look at the yeah. calendar more than I do. But. Yeah, June 6th is an off day. So yeah. that'll be good. Kind of let's see what ha- we can recap Seattle, recap the Guardians. Yep. And uh, right. yeah, I think we're all good. Um, Birdland tonight has been awful lot lately because lots of things are going on down here. But that's probably going to be back in the next week or two as well. Right. So. Because my, uh, my life gets to settle down after this weekend. Yeah. And well, I'm done school in a couple weeks, so I can help you with Birdland stuff, too. In a couple right, weeks. So, yeah. so right when the Orioles are getting hot, we're going to be bringing Birdland tonight back. She's so right. going over there. Because, uh, you know what? And I'll talk. <laughs> you know what? I got something else we'll talk about next week. Here we go. Just Yeah. All right. We'll just do the whole show this week. Record it now. And then we'll release it next week. Well, no. We can't do this part. Because, see, you talked with the whole moving update last week. Next yeah. week, I'll talk about the fact that I'm getting married on Saturday. Okay. But this weekend, it's also I get a chance to use this clip. There I'm not you go. a man, though. 
So, but Josh yeah, this, be making love to his man this I'm weekend. I'm going to get married on Saturday. That's going to settle a lot of things down here and allow me more flexibility for Birdland tonight because uh, I'm not packing up and moving her and all that type of stuff. So all that's coming back. But so, yeah, I'll give an update on that next week, too. But in the meanwhile, you should head on over to Section336.com, click on the top, and support us, either through Patreon or just send us some cash through PayPal or Venmo, whatever you want to do. Help out. Whatever you want to do. Help us show out. Yep. You can also follow the show on all your social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can also follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. I'd love to see a new review pop up this weekend over on uh, iTunes. There you go. Cool. And then continue the five stars over on Spotify. All right. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. As always, go O's. For TBWA Shiat Day New York and Nissan ISKI code NOAY0005000, spot entitled My23 Aria Launch, GM brand fully loaded 30 second radio spot, stereo mono compatible mixed with Tupop. The all new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style mm. and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E Force all wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force expected availability early 2023. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery and E-Force only in Portland with E-Step Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.